0: Thanks for tuning in to our Cypress Church podcast. To learn more about our church, visit our website at cypresschurch.net and join us for our Sunday morning services at 9 and 11 a.m. Subscribe on iTunes for more.
1: I love that scene. Um, Some of you remember the scene from... The movie and the book, The Lord of the Rings, if uh, you are watching online, there is a link somewhere there that you can watch that uh, later on, but I love the part where Frodo Baggins, this lowly hobbit, steps up to bravely accept his hero initiative to carry this ring of power to Mount Doom, to unmake it, to destroy it saying, I will do it. You see his humility, his need for others to join him on the journey. And if you're familiar with the story, Gandalf, uh, the tall figure there, uh, is the closest to the Christ figure in J.R.R. Tolkien's work, goes with Frodo and empowers Frodo. For those who are um, tolkien geeks or into the, his work, you find that uh, J.R.R. Tolkien wrote from a very Christian worldview. And his, he's different than his best friend, C.S. Lewis, who wrote a, a one-to-one allegory. When C.S. Lewis writes, some of you are familiar with the Chronicles of Narnia, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Aslan, is definitely a Christ figure. It's a one-to-one uh, correlation there. Uh, Tolkien did something different. In his works, Every person has a little bit of Christ in them and acts like Christ. And, uh, but on this quest, Gandalf is most like Christ. And by Gandalf's power and the power of the Fellowship of the Ring, Frodo was able to complete his quest and bring peace to Middle-earth. All because a little hobbit took on a hero's initiative. And you know, we're, we're not so far off, for as we take on our own hero initiative that God has given to each of us, and each of us have something God has given to us, it is life-changing. It's life-changing not only to those who we encounter and those who we serve, but, but also for us. You see, we grow, we change, we become the person God created us to be as we serve, as we bravely step out and say, I will do it. It's it's serving him by purposely getting to know our neighbors and seeing where God takes that relationship. The same at work or at school to seeing where God takes those relationships. It's volunteering at our kid's school or, or grandkid's school or helping out in city events and being involved in the boys and girls' home or the senior center or serving here at church and Maybe it's in the hospitality area, ushering, or in one of the ministries, children's ministry, youth ministry, or on our worship team, or with our global outreach, or going on a short-term mission, or our local homeless ministry called Lincoln Family Ministries, or more. There's all kinds of opportunities. And as you walked in, you saw a ministry fair of all the different areas that you can be involved in. It's following Jesus's example who came to serve. And then Following Peter's example, as he served and submitted to God's purposes using our gifts and abilities, even when it's difficult and persevering in that, fully leaning on Christ's power and the help Jesus brings through others in our lives. And we've been looking at this for the last number of weeks in our series called The Hero Initiative, as we've been delving into the book of first and Second Peter, Uh, Most Sundays we have been having sermons on 1 Peter. You've been experiencing, if you've picked up one of the devotionals, those looking through now in 2 Peter. And this morning we're going to hit just one sermon in 2 Peter. uh, Looking today uh, as we close our series, uh, right at the end of the book of 2 Peter. Now the the book of 2 Peter is Peter's, the apostle's farewell letter uh, to challenge people to grow in faith. He actually lists seven areas to grow in, to grow in goodness and knowledge and self-control and godliness and endurance and that family, brotherly love and love, love being the greatest of these. But it's love meaning an active love. Uh, Consider it, yes, to others over self, but that servant kind of love that compels you forward. So we're going to be talking about this morning that. So welcome. Uh, my name is Mike. I'm one of the pastors here and welcome to you online as well. And I encourage you, as we always study a different Bible book at times, that you take the opportunity to learn more about that Bible book, and I encourage you to do the same with Second Peter. Sometimes we look over that book, we just come to 1 Peter, but uh, the guys at the Bible Project did a tremendous uh, work on giving a great overview, and I believe there's a, a link somewhere in your notes. If you don't have it, email me, I'll email it to you. It's a great opportunity to understand this wonderful book, this wonderful letter from Peter uh, challenging us. In these last two verses in 2 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 17 and 18, Peter reminds his readers, reminds us that the power of a hero is found in growing in Christ, as we grow in Christ. For as we grow in Christ and experience his incredible love and take on this servant love and, and get on with this hero adventure for us, It changes us, and we need to step up and to step up like Frodo and say, I will take it. I will take on that hero initiative. It's learning about Jesus and and taking on two key actions in this last verse, to engage the power to discern and to engage the power to know. So before we launch into this study, wouldn't you mind standing up? Let me just pray and ask God to encourage us as we move forward. Father God, thanks for bringing us all here. I know you've got something that you want to say to us through your word today. You've already spoken to us through song and just the opportunity of being together. And And Lord, I pray that now as we just sit and, and, and hear of your word and be challenged, that, Holy Spirit, you'll do something in us. Move us to where you want us to be and challenge us, inspire us, encourage us, and use this moment, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a seat, and I encourage you to take out of the worship folder that you were given in there. There's a, a note page uh, there with some blanks to fill in. The answers will be up on the screen, If but if you have downloaded our app and go to the outline section there, if you just click on the button right next to the blank, it actually fills it in for you. And there's places you can type in some notes as well with that, so I encourage you with that. But two uh, key actions. The first is Key action is to engage the power to discern. If you haven't done this already, open your Bibles to 2 Peter. If you want to borrow a Bible this morning, our wonderful ushers have Bible stacks in their hand. Just they're walking and they all just wave at them and they'd be happy to give you a loaner. But 2 Peter uh, chapter 3. 2 Peter is located very conveniently right after 1 Peter. It just kind of goes that way. 1 Peter, 2 Peter. 2 Peter chapter um, 3, verses. Let's look at verse 17, this idea to engage the power to discern. Peter writes, you therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the air of lawless people and lose your own stability. Peter is challenging us to be discerning. He says, uh, take care, Uh, be discerning, know where you're at, and really, there's four uh, ways to discern that he brings out in this in this verse. The first way is to discern we are connected. He says the word, therefore, beloved, uh, or dear friends. See, there is a connection. There is a community. And what Peter is saying is that we're not alone. We have people on our quest, on our mission. Ones we can lean on and ones that can lean on on us. It's like that fellowship of the ring. It's a willingness to discern we need others and others need us. Now, uh, Victor talked about Colson and Haley's wedding, and they, they're they here, right there, wave, married couple. Um, and it was a beautiful wedding, uh, incredibly amazing, and lots of miraculous things happened on this wedding. But uh, I remember talking to these two shortly after the ceremony was done, and both of them just uh, were overwhelmed with all the expressions of love that they had felt. You know, people coming all this way, you know, Haley is saying, people spent so much money coming here. And and I just remember stopping them and saying, we love you. And this is our way to show you love. And they have loved us. They have been there for us. They're, they're, almost their whole life group came to the wedding. And, and then I was talking to Haley's mom who I mean, they made this park area just incredibly beautiful, brought in tents, made it all up, and it was a lot of, a lot of work, but they were leaning on their friends. See, that's how, how it's supposed to be, that we're to discern that we have a connection and that we have people that love us and care about us. And that, that does require that we step into those relationships, and that's actually what a church is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a, a family, a group of people that you can lean on, and that they can lean on you. And that's why we encourage people to get involved in smaller groups because it's awfully hard to kind of really connect with the people around you. Sure, you might get to know if you sit in the same place each time. But in that smaller group, you understand and learn each other and get to know each other. And and we need to discern that we need to be connected and that we are connected. And for sure, to discern we can be connected to God. Most all of you have probably come to the place in your life where you believe in Jesus. Uh, Some of you are still on that road. That's awesome. Uh, But we have kind of the place where you know you're sinful, you need need Jesus, and he's the one who's connected you to God, and you have that relationship with him. And it's to remind ourselves that we have that we're not alone, that we are his beloved, and he should be our beloved as well. So discern that connection. Another uh, way to discern is to discern what's influencing us and to know if we are being carried away as peter mentioned i've shared this story uh, before but um, when christy and i were celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary we went back to hawaii where we had spent our honeymoon and it was a wonderful time and so the, on the 25th anniversary she was in you know sunning on the sand which she loves to do and i love to be adventurous and i was have my mask and snorkel and i love to go out there and you know look around and, and look for treasure and I've, I, I find treasure. I've actually found three wedding rings um, snorkeling. It's kind of fun. Actually, Christy's wearing more things on her ring because I took that ring and had it melted down and made more. So, um, but it, you know, and and it had been lost for a long time because it was all crusty and you can. Um, I love treasure hunting and and I get enamored by just the you know under the sea and seeing all the different fish. And I don't know whether it was I was following a fish or what I was doing, but I had kind of veered away. And, and you know, one of the first rules in, in skin diving uh, and in being out in the ocean is you should never be, st- be there alone. Well, that was one first rule I broke. I said, I'm a great good swimmer. I can figure it out. And I wasn't too far from shore, but I didn't realize what had happened. And if you're in Hawaii, you know that there is a Pacific current that runs by the islands that can easily sweep you out into the ocean. You know, some of you have seen Nemo, you know, and and seeing that Atlantic current, you know, with crush, and you know, you don't remember that. Okay, well, some of you do, and you get it. There's a current that moves along, and, and if you're not careful, you can get swept into that current and get swept out to the ocean. Well, I was just, you know, going along, and all of a sudden, I noticed things were moving very fast, and I looked up, and I was moving at a rapid pace away from land, and so I had my fins on, and I did what you're supposed to do, kind of swim with it, but swim towards the shore, and and was you know, grabbing onto rocks as the current was pulling me, and I was able to get back to safety, and I you know, finally got to the beach, and I kind of beached myself in front of Christy and goes, I'm okay, I'm okay, and she looks up, what? 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 <laughs> you know, you almost lost your husband, but that's you know, no big deal. But the problem was is that I was not paying attention. I was alone and not paying attention, and I got carried away. Where are you? You know, it's easy in life to get carried away. Some of you have been in faith for a long time, and you've been carried away. You've come back, and maybe you're being carried away again or just being carried away. But where are you? I want you to take out that card that's in your worship folder and turn it over to the blank side. You may have written a prayer request already. That's fine. Just find a space where you can do some writing this card. Everybody everybody take one of these out a pen that's in front of you. And I want you to write down a word. Hopefully they're going to be on the screen. Yes. Oh, they're there. Yes. Um, I want you to, to write down what word describes where you're at right now. Maybe you're curious. In other words, you're not really sure where you are in faith. You're on a journey and you're kind of curious about God and that's where you are. Or maybe you're convinced. You know that God and life his way is the way to go. You may have made a decision of faith, but or maybe you're right close to doing that, but you are convinced. Or maybe you're committed. You're committed in that. I know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I'm committed in my life to Him, and, 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 and that's where I'm at. I'm growing in faith. Or maybe you're commissioned. In other words, you're using your gifts and abilities. You've signed up for a ministry out there. You are on track. You are serving the ways you go, and that's where you are. Or maybe, maybe you're more complacent. Yeah, no, I don't really know if I've, this religious thing is for me, or no. And I once believed, but now I'm not sure. And you're just kind of there. Or maybe. You're conflicted. I know this is the right way, but I somehow don't feel it's the right way and I'm not so sure. Or or maybe you're just confused. What word best describes where you're at? Write that down. See, we need to know where we are so we can get back to where God wants us to be. And God wants us to let his word and his way influence us to be the servants he created us to be. Ephesians 2.10, we've been looking at these verses all over these past few weeks. Uh, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, what God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We're servants. We're called to be servants. We should be serving. We should take on that hero initiative to serve. Mark 10.45, because that's what Jesus did. Even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. And if Jesus serves, we, as his followers, ought to serve. Mark nine thirty-five, and he, as Jesus, sat down with them and he said to them, if any of would be first, he must be last of all and the servant of all. Actually, if you translate that out, it literally means you must be the slave of all. We're to take on that servant mantle. And see, we're to have that discerning what's really influence of it. Is it God or something else? And if it's God, then we should take on that servant mantle because a servant knows what to do and, and knows their job and does it. It doesn't wait to be asked. It does. It knows our orders and gets on with it. So, so what is the job, the hero job God has called you to do? A third way to discern is to discern the truth about our enemy. You know, Peter says here in, 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 in 2 Peter 3, he says, take care that you're not carried away. With the air of lawless people, and lose your own stability, that he knows that we're gonna be pulled away because there is an enemy out there who wants to destroy us. As a matter of fact, why don't you take your, your Bible? You're in Second Peter chapter three. Just move west a few uh chapters to uh First Peter chapter five, verse eight. Peter's making people aware, he says. Verse 8, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the the same kinds of sufferings are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Then after you've suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. We live in a hostile place. We have an enemy who desires nothing more than to devastate your life. He can't touch you. but He sure can make life miserable for you. if You're a follower of Christ. But he wants to do everything in his power to render you ineffective. And the hero is aware of the dangers. The dangers when we're alone. The dangers when we're gripped with fear. That's why Peter says a roaring lion. Anybody ever heard a real lion roar? Now, I have. I was down in the San Diego Zoo one time, and it was down in this one area, and, and all of a sudden this lion, roar, and it shook me right from within. Its that reverberation just kind of went through you, and I, every hair on my body, woo! and just I was, and I, I wanted to run. That's the only thing I wanted to do is I just wanted to run as fast and as far as I could, because I was afraid deep within. The enemy knows how to do that with you. He knows what you're afraid of. He studied you. He gets it. We need to be aware and discerning of the enemy's actions. And when we drift, because we can drift, 1 Corinthians 15.33 is really clear. Bad company corrupts good morals. And yet there is strength in a fellowship. So we need to discern the truth about our enemy. But also, fourth, we need to discern our stability by using our gifts. See, something amazing happens when we jump into the environment of serving. We become more aware and and we get stretched and squeezed and God does some great things in us. He's equipped us to do that. Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and in 1 Peter 4, that that each of us has a gift. And we're to find a place of ministry to use that gift. That's why we have the ministry fair, that you'd be jumping into that. And I, I saw online um, uh, this last week, I just saw a video. I don't know how I got onto it, but this, there was a video of a, um, of a guy who had been involved. He was a believer as a young person, and, and then he got involved in all kinds of different things and um, uh, somehow got into, he would go out and get people to come to the nightclubs in New York, and he would make a lot of money doing that. And so, so as he was, he was uh, promoting these clubs and getting people. He was being drunk every night, had all kinds of issues relationship-wise, and was struggling. And finally, he realized, even though he was making a lot of money, he realized that life is something more than this. And so, he decided to to, to step into volunteering. So he joined one of those mercy ships, and he became the photographer. And he was, you know, photo- photographing all these different things. And as he would go into different uh, field trips into the areas that this mercy ship would go, he noticed that people didn't really have clean water to drink. And so he thought about this, and he said, you know what? I, I think I can help. And so he did the only thing he knew how to do is be a club promoter. He promoted a bunch of his friends in New York and said, hey, come to this one meeting, and, and this one time they had a party, and, and he asked them to donate money to uh, to clean water wells. And uh, and he created his own nonprofit, and now he's there's hundreds of people have clear, thousands of people have clear clean water, and, uh, um, and and it's amazing. But what the story is not so much for me about the number of wells and all the people he's helping. and That's great, but it's what happened to him. His life was transformed because he stepped in to serving, to volunteering, to helping, and that can have that same effect on us. We need to discern our stability as we are using our gifts. And so I encourage you, jump into the ministry fair, look at different ways. And there's one specific one that's not on there, but I'm looking for a few people that would be willing to step up and be our community service team and help with me to organize us to be involved in our city here. But this whole idea, so if that—if you—that it all interests you, write me, text me, email me, say, hey, I want to be involved in that team, and we'll get together. Uh, this whole idea of discerning is how we grow in Christ for the power of a hero is found as we grow in Christ well now peter challenges us to engage in the uh, the power of knowledge uh, you're in first peter go back to second peter chapter 3 verse 18 now and he says this but grow in the grace and knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ to him be the glory both now and to all eternity amen The word grow here means to continually be growing, to be always learning, to place ourselves always in an environment where we grow, because serving does that. So right now I'd like you to hear from someone uh, who is a forever learner. She continues to put herself in environments where she serves, and sometimes that serving is not easy. But she presses on, and she continues to move on. Uh, she is one of the people of our church. We know her as Stacy Barry. The Cypress City knows her as Mayor Stacy Barry. So, Mayor Barry, would you mind uh, coming on up here? Thank
0: you. Thanks, Mike, and good morning, all of you. It. Good morning. And um, boy, I'll tell you, um, I'm definitely Frodo from that clip. There is no doubt about that because my entire journey these past um, years has on city council has certainly been one huge leap of faith because I will tell you, I never had in my plans for my life to run for office, to serve as an elected official, to get in the crazy political arena. That, that was not my plan at all. But as many of you know, probably most of you know, God often has very different plans for us. And those plans take us out of our comfort zones. They push us to new heights and beyond limitations that we put on ourselves And it's not an easy road. There is certainly um, a lot of uh, trials and tribulations along the way. But it is his plan. And so I have been on this journey. And these past years, I've certainly had a lot of challenges thrown at me. I'm sure it'll be a a big surprise to all of you. But politics is kind of (laughs) ugly. And uh, in this world we live in, there are definitely um, challenges that come along with it. And I've had a lot of ups and downs, a lot of contentious issues and votes and mean social media posts and tweets about me. And along the way, there are times where, you know, it gets to you. You know, we're human. And it's like, this is really hard. Are you sure, God? Are you sure? It's supposed to be me. You know, I don't think it's me. I think it's supposed to be the guy over there doing all of this. And um, you know, really wondering, why am I doing this? You know, what, why am I putting myself in these situations? And so what has really helped me over these past years is I, I go back to my why and why I ran for office initially in 2014. And my why is really simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. But I really wanted to serve. I wanted to serve this amazing community that has been such a blessing to me and my family. And the bigger picture, of course, is I wanted to serve God, and for some reason which i don't understand it would appear that god has chosen me for this for this to serve in this capacity at this particular time this specific specific place for a particular reason and we all have a plan and purpose and so i'm i'm living it out and as i go through it you know it comes back to me over and over again you know this isn't about me so i can take on all of the noise as i call it because it's not about me it's not for me This is for God. It's all for God. And when I was um, first running for election, we had our first debate scheduled, and I was really scared. And I was convinced I was either gonna faint or I was gonna throw up. Something bad was gonna happen. It was not gonna be a pretty sight. And a friend of mine handed me a piece of paper with a Bible verse. And um, I read it and it was so calming, and it's like, you know what, you're right. We are not in this alone. God is with us every step of the mission of the path of our mission and of our plan and purpose. So I have kept that Bible verse close to my heart and I keep it with me. I have it on my phone, I have it on the city council dais for me to read and I recite it every time on my way to a council meeting because it brings me such peace and reminds me that I'm not alone on this journey. And that is Isaiah 41:10. And for those of you who memorize Bible verses, I apologize. I'm terrible at remembering verses. So this is the Stacy version of Isaiah Isaiah, uh, 41.10. And it is, um, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you and hold you in my righteous right hand. And I mean, that is awesome. Mm -hmm. He is with all of us. He is with you every step of the way. And I encourage and challenge you to follow God's plan for you, not our little self-limiting plans, because you will grow and flourish and experience life in a whole new way and grow so much closer to God as I have. And if I can stand up here as mayor of the city of Cyprus, clearly anything is possible (laughs) when you follow God's plan. And I mean anything. Thank you so much for giving me the time to share. And God bless all of you.
1: Thank you. Thanks. i sure you don't fall down the Yeah. I want to make sure she didn't fall down. <clears throat> Thank you, Stacey. I really appreciate. Excuse me, Mayor. Uh, so yes, it, it's it's us stepping out and and knowing, having the the knowledge that this is an environment where we grow. We saw that, just Stacey just attested to that, that we, 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 she knows more, she's stretched, she's challenged. And, and it is, we need to know God more. We need to know Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God the Father more, and to know more his word. And be that forever learner. Yes, be an experience, but also gain from the wisdom that God has given us through his word. And in that, we need to discern when things come into our life. That's why I love 2 Corinthians 10.5. It says, we distort arguments in every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive, obedient to Christ. We need to compare those things that come into our mind and, and into the world and compare it to the truth of God's word to know whether it's not right or not. You know how they train people to spot a counterfeit? They examine the real thing so much they just know. So how well do you know God? Because much of the issues and mental anguish in our lives would be soothed by knowing truly who God is. You see, if our our view of God is, is minuscule or small, problems seem insurmountable, overwhelming, or monstrous. And yet, when we see how humongous and large and massive and big God really is. We're comforted. Sure, 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 there's suffering. That's part of life, living in a sin-filled world, and sometimes it's part of God's plan. But there is comfort to know that God is bigger. He's bigger than cancer. He's bigger than divorce. He's bigger than horrible situations bigger than a loss of a job or financial issues or the stresses and pressures of life we face, even the internal things that we face or things from kids or parent issues or, or even death. And though we don't escape these struggles, we need to keep growing in knowing God. Peter was all about that. That's why in 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 3, he writes this. Would you, would you read this out loud with me? His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. It's not some things. It's all things pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of God. So so know God. Understand God. Get to know him better. How would you describe God? God is, what What would you say? Yell it out loud. God is perfect, awesome, loving, good, true, omnipotent. I mean, he's always there, yeah. Eternal, what? Immutable, yeah. He's all of those things. God is. is. And the reason why I wanted you to share that is because we learn from each other. We need each other to understand the greatness of God. I like learning from other people and seeing, especially from people from other cultures. But I I learn a lot from all kinds of people. And I really learn from from my grandkids about God. They're all amazing, incredible people. And um, I was talking with Moses the other day and Moses is, uh, he's got, they all have amazing relationships with God, but uh, Moses was, uh, um, they're expecting, uh, uh, Jessica and Jericho are expecting their third child, uh, Silas, and he can be born actually any minute. So if you see Christy leave, you'll know what's happening. Uh, We just found that out last night, that, woo, it's going to happen, maybe even this week. (laughs) Um, And so they need to get some rearrangements in their home, and they needed a bunk bed. Well, they're you know they're the ministry family they're kind of strapped financially and so moses says well i'm going to pray for a bunk bed so he starts to pray for a bunk bed and lo and behold the qualls over here right here uh they had a bunk bed available they listed it online i just happened to see it i emailed jessica jessica emailed john and patty and lo and behold they now have their bunk bed and What's great about this is, is Moses is kind of walking around, and, and, and he's going, well, yeah. I prayed for it. And he just blows me away with his faith. He has childlike faith. Didn't Jesus say that for us? I and mean, we, we learn a lot from other people, and and it's, it's, it's amazing how that happens. And, and we need to continue to learn to be a forever, on a forever adventure of learning. I love what Psalm 145 verse 3 says, As great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. Unsearchable means you can never exhaust the searchable reality of God. There is no limit to knowing God. So we can keep digging and keep learning and keep growing. For the power of a hero is found as we grow in Christ. So learn. Listen. Take it all in and, and place yourself in that environment of learning, of serving. Find that place of serving. But don't just find an easy place. That's why I'm glad Stacy mentioned about, you know, it was stretching. It's good. It's supposed to be Stretching. Because that's when we're molded and shaped by God and and squeezed by him. Because when we're squeezed, stuff comes out. Uh, If I was to squeeze this tube of toothpaste, what would come out? Toothpaste, Toothpaste, right, because there's toothpaste in there. Um, Hey, do you know they have squeezable peanut butter in packets? And if I was to open this up and squeeze this out, what would come out? Oh, great. You guys are doing pretty good. Now, I have this can of, um, of it's called Easy Cheese. It's, it's uh, pressurized so that when I pop the lid and push it down, what's going to come out? Well, we're not sure what it is. It's called cheese, but uh, it's going to come out. And what happens when we serve, when we put ourselves in an environment of service, just like what happened to Stacy, we get squeezed. And what comes out, sometimes it's not so pretty. Maybe it's a prejudice. Maybe it's a lack of faith or a little faith. Maybe it's a selfishness. God squeezes us. And maybe it's some good character qualities too. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. The fruit of the Spirit comes out. But when we get squeezed, it comes out. And God then has the opportunity to work on those with us. And that's why it's good to be involved in service. And, you know, I, this past week has been horrendous for me. It's been crazy, and, and I've been squeezed. <laughs> and some stuff came out I'm not so proud of. God is using that to help mold and shape me, and he does with each one of us. And so when we're, we stretch out and serve we're refined and we grow, and when we're on those service teams and that tension comes, God is using that to help shape us. And so we're not to look for easy times to serve, but where the master leads us, we're to go. See, a hero is self-aware. As well, a hero grows in their understanding of grace. He says, to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Grace is important reality. It means that God has gifted to us this wonderful connection with him, salvation, entrance into heaven. We can't earn it, don't deserve it. It's given to us as an unmerited favor. And so we need to be reminded of that and understand grace because the power of a hero is understanding who Christ is and Christ is all about grace. We need to grow in our brain and heart knowledge of Christ. See, Peter's reminding us at the end of his life, and the end of this book, and the end of this series, to grow, to place ourselves in opportunities of service where we grow. What's interesting in the in the last part of the book uh, and the movie of uh, the Lord of the Rings, and the movie doesn't really do it justice, but the book does it really well, obviously, uh, but. Frodo is being taken off into what seems to be heaven, and and he's passing the mantle of his leadership on to Samwise Gangee and the and the others, and that's what a hero does. When a hero serves, they're serving, but they're also looking for those they're mentoring and bringing up alongside, and that's what we should be doing as as heroes. A, a hero mentors others to take on the hero initiative, and the question is, will you? Will you take on this hero initiative? Will you serve like Jesus? We grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, for the power of a hero is found as we grow in Christ, to engage the power to discern, to engage the power to know. Will you pray with me? Father God, thank you for just the great truth of your word and the way that we can uh, put ourselves in these wonderful environments of service and be challenged and grow. Help us to to place ourselves in those opportunities. Help us to, as Peter suggested, to discern where we are. Maybe we're drifting. Maybe we need to look up and see and, and take some action to get ourselves right. And, and maybe we need to take on an area of service and, and put ourselves in that environment where we can be stretched and where you can grow with us. Lord, help us to know what it is you want us to do. Speak to us in these moments, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.